My name is Jessica Gavors, and welcome to this edition of the Ryerson Review of Journalism podcast. In lieu of recent events surrounding Leslie Roberts and Amanda Lang, I spoke with CAJ President Hugo Rodriguez, National Post journalist Tristan Hopper, and PR specialist and co-founder of OnQ Communications, Tanya Didero, about conflict of interest and if and when journalism ever becomes PR. To start off... Rodriguez and Hopper explained conflict of interest. Well, conflict of interest is something that can affect the credibility of the work that we do as journalists. We want to be able to have our audience see that we're disinterested observers. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look uh, at a policy paper that we produced uh, about a year and a half ago now, where we started trying to tackle the question of what is journalism, the disinterested observer perspective was very important, right? So we report on things, we write about things, we do uh, our work in the public interest. However, when we start to have a personal or a professional interest in the items that we're covering, if we're not being transparent about those conflicts and about those interests with our audiences, then we open ourselves up to the potential that the credibility of our work will be challenged and that that will then be the lens and the filter that our audiences use to look at our entire body of work. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a couple of specific examples that are coming up in recent times. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be difficult now for the longtime audiences of both of those individual journalists to look at their entire body of work without having that niggling little thought in the back of their head going, oh, but dot, dot, dot out of the ordinary for someone, I mean, politicians do this. If you're voting, if you're on a city council or if you're in a legislature and you're voting on something that's, you know, you're voting on an issue that could benefit or or, or uh, hurt your, your romantic partner or your spouse, uh, you recuse yourself from the vote. I won't vote about this. So I, I think it'd be pretty easy. Uh, I mean, if someone asked me to write about uh, someone in my family or my wife or something, uh, and I said, well, that's my wife, I can't write about it, it'd be pretty easy to just hand it off to another reporter. So, I mean, that happens in newsrooms all the time. Um, like, you'll even have sort of a, a news tip, and you say, I can't write about it because I heard about it and I'm too close to the people involved. So I'll get passed from someone else in the newsroom. But, uh, yeah, it was like double super conflict of interest or something. So, yes, uh I mean, seemingly clandestinely running a uh, you know media group on the side. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, the potential to seem like you're up to no good. Uh, it goes up exponentially when that happens. But any, any sort of link, like if someone found out that, oh, I don't know, some 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 bank or some institution was just sending us piles of donuts every day at the National Post, like, oh, our donuts are paid for by RBC. Uh, and then they found out that, you know, our RBC coverage was uh, unusually positive. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to say, like, maybe the donuts are informing their, uh, their writing on this particular bank. How should we avoid conflict of interest? The, the best practices that we see out there are uh, disclosure. So, uh, and often, you know, you'll see that line more often in, in written journalism than you will in broadcast where the writer says, full disclosure, here's my involvement, here's the reason why I'm interested in this, here's something that I have a personal or professional interest in. And, I mean, that doesn't always discount for the audience, but at least it makes it clear to the audience, right? Mm -hmm. Now, where that line should be, that's something that's up to each individual journalist and 
the subject matter they're writing on uh, versus, you know, what they do as a person. Journalists are people. Mm-hmm. And uh, often um, our audiences do hold us to a higher standard when it comes to these sorts of things, certainly higher than, than one might expect of politicians or those involved in politics or those involved in advocacy. But I feel if we're transparent with our audiences, Mm -hmm. then we give the audience the information it needs to then be able to judge for itself whether it will allow that conflict or that interest to taint or color Mm -hmm. um, the information that we're putting before them or whether it's something minor. I mean, obviously, if you you go through my Twitter account, you'll see some, oh, I have a sense he has, uh, he seems to have a bunch of strong opinions about ISIS. Maybe he should keep that to himself. Um, So there's certain limits, but I mean, no one should know who you vote for. Uh, You shouldn't have anything up around your cubicle that uh, shows any sort of political affiliation. You should definitely not be putting campaign signs in your lawn. You shouldn't be showing up to protest. Uh, There's any sort of getting on board with a group of people behind a political cause, uh, I don't think it's appropriate for journalists to do that, uh, which is nice because, you know, when your friends invite you to a protest in, you know, the 20, uh, 20 below zero to hold placards against Bill Cosby, uh, you can just stay inside where it's warm. When should a personal relationship be disclosed? Rodriguez says it's still up for discussion. I read a, a, what I thought was an excellent piece, actually, while I was having lunch about the fact that the question of when should a personal relationship be disclosed, right? And then there's there's gender and relationship issues that enter into the fray there too, right? So mm-hmm. if every journalist can't get into a personal relationship with someone because of what they do as a job, mm-hmm. or if they do, but then they can't write on those areas, even though that may give them an insight into the subject matter that another journalist doesn't have, it's it's tricky. I mean, these aren't easy questions for us to answer, but mm-hmm. I think the discussion that we have whenever we see an example of what's commonly accepted to be, uh, you know, a conflict that should have been disclosed, mm-hmm. um, then through having the discussion, we learn a little bit more about, okay, well, where should those lines be? What should we be disclosing? What's appropriate? I asked Tanya Didero when, if ever, does journalism become PR? So I have, I guess, different perspectives. Um, my career started off in journalism and um, is I'm now fully um, surrounded in PR. Um, I actually think they're totally separate. I don't think that journalism turns into PR um, and vice versa. I think if you look at sort of what journalism and the true meaning of journalism is, it's gathering and processing and disseminating of news. You don't want at any time, um, you don't want a a journalist to be influenced um, and, and tell news under the influence of anything, whether it be uh, a favor, whether it be some sort of monetary um, prize, you always want the journalist to be um, independent and tell the news um, to, in terms of gathering, processing, and disseminating the information um, in the most in the most proper and ethical way. If we're looking at authentic public relations, um, it's in the way we work here at OQ Communications, when a company has something really new and exciting and we feel that it would be beneficial to share to a larger audience, um, we, we, we will disseminate that information to journalists. And the journalists have no... Um, 
extra reason to look at covering our story versus another's story. The only reason they would cover our story is because they think their audience would benefit from it. And that's sort of the way authentic public relations works. I think the main, the main point is um, it's really easy for journalists to fall into into the whole glitz and glamour of it. It's, it's, it's a slippery slope. You know, you accept one product for from a company and you are more likely to favor that company because they are, you know, providing you with these extra luxuries. And um, I think as a journalist, you have to keep those lines very straight and you have to determine, um, you know, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And um, remember that you're always telling the news and it's always unbiased news. And finally, whether it is covering a story or speaking at an event, transparency is always key. There's a couple different ways of coming at it. One, from a personal perspective, that person needs to be willing to acknowledge where they have a personal interest or where they have a conflict. Mm -hmm. And including to the point that they need to be willing to do that, knowing that they may have to then recuse themselves or withdraw themselves from being part of writing or covering that issue or that story. Mm -hmm. The other part of it, again, goes back to our employers, uh, whether we're staff or freelance, and, and their acknowledgement in practice and in procedure. Here's where we're going to draw the lines, right? And certainly from an institutional perspective, we've also seen two very different responses, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, in the example of Leslie Roberts, well, he's no longer working for Global News. Mm -hmm. And that was the response of that organization when it became aware of that person's conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. To flip almost 180 degrees different in terms of the response that we've seen, if we look at the CBC and how it's responded to the same allegations with some of its presenters, some of its very high-profile journalists and personalities, um, it hasn't been the same response. So it's been, we're going to toughen up our procedures. Um, we're no longer going to allow our employees, our paid staff, to accept uh, paid engagements on behalf of other organizations, particularly mm -hmm. corporate. Um, and, you know, there's there's been a healthy dose of criticism as to whether or not that, that's the best or the most appropriate response to the conflict. But, I mean, it has to start with each individual mm -hmm. and their ability to be able to know that because to recognize when they're in conflict, which is a very personal decision, Despite all the advice that can be provided, at the end of the day, you're the one who has to make that decision. Probably the easy way to do it is to uh, just think of why the why the group is hiring you. So if you know Toastmasters Barry hires me to speak to them, uh, sure they're pretty innocent. They just want to hear my you know my dulcet tones, and I can inspire them to emulate me in that that respect. But if uh, you know some lobby group of a, of a subject that I cover often uh, is paying me an above market rate, amount of money to speak at their upcoming conference. I should be suspicious that they're they're trying to give me a message with that. So I think that's that goes with speaking. That goes with anything. Just sort of what's their motivation behind it? Uh, you know, if you're taking significantly large sums of money that even if they weren't explicitly from RBC, I mean, she could have been speaking at events um, 
where uh, RBC was just a sponsor. So it's like, you know, a, a tribute to leadership. And then at the bottom of the poster, it's like sponsored by RBC. So it's, it may not be completely obvious, but uh, yeah, you should be mindful. Um, if you're taking large sums of money from any institution and then um, people see you repeatedly, uh, you know, trumpeting that institution uh, in your newspaper, it's uh, even if it isn't suspicious, uh, it certainly looks it. So it, there's nothing wrong with uh, that being pointed out. So the job of journalists is just to seem beyond reproach, um, so to avoid any of that happening, uh, even because just in case people suspect it's happening on a subconscious level. A special thank you to Hugo Rodriguez, Tristan Hopper, and Tanya Dodero for their time and insights during this podcast. I'm Jessica Gabors for the Ryerson Review of Journalism, and thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.